Hello, everyone, for episode three, bringing you Bill Sullivan, Executive Vice President, Business and Technology Discovery at FlexCon. So for anybody interested in, in adding more functional technologies to films and coatings, this is the podcast for you talking about all the capabilities at FlexCon, some of the interesting things that they're doing to bring new technology to the forefront and use their capabilities to help brand owners launch products faster. So without further ado, um, here is Bill Sullivan from FlexCon, episode three, Better Products Podcast. Thanks. Thanks for joining me, Bill, on episode three. This should be an, end up being episode three. And um, so excited to have you on. And I'll just give you a quick intro and then I'll kind of let you take over and give yourself, you know, your own intro. But Bill Sullivan, Vice President, Performance Products at FlexCon, overseeing a business team, uh, Performance Products, I believe it's still called Performance Products, that is responsible for the development, marketing, and commercialization of high-performance adhesives, functional coatings, film castings, and the creation of functional microstructures, which I'm excited to hear more about. And uh, recently, correct me if I'm wrong, Bill, but board chairman of the Massachusetts MEP, which is the Manufacturing Extension Partnership. I saw that press release. So that's what I have written down. And I guess I'll let you jump in, tell your, tell us about yourself, FlexCon, and I guess the Functional Technologies Division. So. Okay. So uh, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. I consider this kind of an honor. I, uh, I've known you for a few years now. And um Certainly, your entrepreneurial spirit and your willingness to try new things is exactly what technology startup community needs. So, appreciate the opportunity. Um, I've actually got an upgrade to my position, and I'm now the executive vice president of technology and business discovery. So, you could see how the the business team uh, has evolved from when I first met you to where we are today, and it's all because of what you and I are passionate about, which is helping advance new technologies. So a little bit about FlexCon. So uh, FlexCon um, is a graphics and label manufacturer, films for, for, for those businesses. The division I manage is the, the functional technologies group, the, the new business and technologies, but I don't think we can talk about FlexCon without talking about TapeCon because I think, and you would probably know this better than me, but Miles and your grandfather had a relationship years and years and years ago. And so the FlexCon-TapeCon relationship goes back a long, long way. And uh, I've known your father for years and, 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 and have known you for a number of years as well. So if, if your grandfather was anything like your father and you, I can understand why Miles uh, found a connection to uh, to your grandfather. So um, glad to be on your podcast. Wow, that's awesome. You know, I, I should have uh, maybe called my father in advance and asked him maybe some stories that no, I uh, no, should have came a little bit more prepared to tell. To ask many stories. But I tell you, I used to love going up there because I'd go in your father's office and we would we'd be talking about what project he was working on, what new technology he was looking at. So I always found it interesting to go up there and sit down and talk to your father. I remember hearing a story. I think it was like the one millionth order or some type of milestone in a FlexCon order that happened to be placed by TapeCon. And then 
my son uh, came down and, and, you know, um, ha- had some type of uh, shindig or party with our team. I remember a few of our older employees uh, mentioned that to me a while back, which right. is, which is pretty cool. Yeah, so, nice. I appreciate that. Um, in terms of markets, so I guess what markets does FlexCon's material science capabilities, I guess, support, if you kind of go through that for us? Yeah, so so the markets we tend to play in are more um, what we call uh, technologically um, advanced. So it, we, we, we're doing a lot in aerospace. We're doing a lot in medical. Uh, we do have some um, industrial-type applications, but I would primarily say you know, certainly clean energy is an area where we play. Uh, so, so new technologies, uh, technologies that, that we're trying to focus on today are more purposeful technologies, technologies that will have an impact in people's lives. So, again, uh, you know, environmental type of technologies, green type of technologies, those type of things are ones we're, we're looking at. I'll tell you, the beginning of this group um, started with a a passion and so so let me give you a little bit of background so so we like you do what we would call contract business where somebody will ask us if they can rent our machines or somebody will ask us to coat some of their materials and the more and more we did that the more and more we realized how exciting new technology was and what type of technologies were coming through the door. So over the last number of years, we've taken that and, and said, how can we be proactive? How can we go out and find those people that need manufacturing assets and not just waiting for them to come and knock on our door? So that's really how this whole uh, technology and business discovery group started is through our custom coding uh, type of work. I watched the video on the functional materials website. And so that that that's saying, I think, a lot of what you're talking about, where I feel like, you know, moving from selling features and benefits and just saying, hey, you know, we're a contract manufacturer. We have all these capabilities, you know, go fish. And as opposed to just doing that, really going out, thinking about the problems that you're trying to solve, real people in and get behind that. And then, of course, wrapping it up with just obviously a, a good, meaningful work reason to do it is exciting in the, so, uh, yeah, the, so the video does a really has, nice job. yeah thank you so everybody has matrices that they evaluate um on opportunity it, and i'll share with you as soon as it gets um more work done on it but we have what's called a purposeful scale so we'll measure technology by its impact on purpose purpose in people's humans lives purpose on the environment people purpose on different things so it's kind of an interesting scale model we're using now when incoming technology comes in so no i like that yeah usually you look at a matrix when you assess it's like effort impact yes. revenue profit right. Right. Uh, purpose is a probably probably something not a lot of people are used so i appreciate yeah. that yeah i might have to st- i might have to definitely take okay. that one inside i it's like okay. that one yeah well, hey, you know, how else are you going to know whether or not you're, you're in a line with it, right? Absolutely. I mean, that's great. Yeah. Constant reminder on an opportunity by opportunity basis that, you know, there's a greater worthwhile work behind it all. Right. Um, I, I, I appreciate you also updating me on your title because one of the questions that I had here next was what value does a manufacturer bring to new technology development? Because I, I feel like, as you mentioned, 
you know, swimming upstream a little bit and really going to the sources of innovation, get, getting closer to where innovation is occurring. But then in a way, concierging that through to a brand owner. Can you talk more about that? I can. I, I, you know, I've been I've been preaching this for a number of years. I think manufacturing is the hidden gem for most technologies. I think that, you know, I, I could go on. I could go on for a long time talking about the value that manufacturers bring. Um, but I'll, I'll list a couple of them. Certainly their ability to take a idea and a concept and bring it to commercial feasibility is probably the, probably the biggest one and bring it and bring it to scale. Um, I, I, I think that, you know, a lot of technology companies have a lot of resources at their disposal. They just don't necessarily have manufacturing at their disposal. Um, Again, just the manufacturing systems, the the processes, the, the 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 way the quality systems that exist in a manufacturer that 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 are needed in order to bring something to commercial success, I think is critical to to technology companies as well. And and I guess the third one I would say is just the resources manufacturers have. I mean, we, we consider TapeCon a valuable resource with capabilities that we do not have. You know, we're a roll-to-roll manufacturer. I would consider you guys almost a roll-to-roll manufacturer, even though you have many more assets. But you have equipment and pieces of equipment that I don't have. And so having those relationships are critical in helping to advance a technology along the way. Because often, sometimes, Somebody will need something die cut, or somebody will need something packaged, or somebody will need something printed. We don't have those capabilities at Flexcon. So having those with a company like CapeCon and being able to share a new technology and partner on bringing an idea to commercial success, I think is a valuable asset that a lot of manufacturers have, not just Flexcon, but a lot of manufacturers. And then I guess the last part is the skill set of our employees. I mean, you've had employees that have been there for years. We've had employees that have been there for years. We know about materials. We know what's worked in other applications. We know what our machines are capable of doing. I'll, I'll just give you an example. Those, those machines at Flexcon that make label stock and graphic films, we're making ion lithium batteries. We're making solar sails. We're doing things on those machines that they necessarily weren't intended to be used for, but because we've had operators running those machines, they know how to manipulate the machines to give us a, a coating thickness or give us a, a capability that we, we wouldn't have envisioned 20 years ago. And that's true for you too. Yeah, I mean, there's so many things that I can comment on on that on what you just said. First of all, um, it's absolutely serendipitous because even from my perspective, you know, you get a brand owner that comes in, they've got it proven in a lab, say an aqueous based coating or some type of thing that, but say it's in a gel form, you know what I mean? But and, and then they need to get it into in the form of a film or whatever or or a specialty coating, and that supply chain partner relationship um, between our companies to be able to then send them up the chain to a company like Flexcon to get that in the form factor that's you know more cost effective scalable and then and then we can just spec that right in as on the bill of material source of supply and do it the right way you know what i mean not trying to pigeonhole into a into a or create new processes I mean, we all have existing capability but how can we best repurpose it 
and then just get it out the most cost effective too. The right. other comment I wanted to make was when you were talking about, um, I guess, capabilities in, in technology development with intellectual property, it's like, I feel like there's a lot of intellectual property out there and everyone says, oh, there's IP, there's IP. But there's a big difference between IP and commercially feasible IP. <laughs> and, and they're two different, completely two different ball games, right? And and that's where I like the manufacturing involvement in early stage development because then it's like, well, listen, let's just get down to what's actually feasible and yeah. you can quickly separate the two. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We could definitely continue on that, but I'll I'll jump into uh, another question here. But um, on your website, you know, I like that there's like a functions page, and you can kind of see all the functions. Yeah. So, I mean, can we talk more about you know what are some of those functions that you can enable, or you know, really enhance a product that's being developed by a product team? I mean, because you know, people are generally looking for something flexible. You know, they right. know they might want a film or an overlaminate or a coating, but they might not have an understanding of just how much how much we're really pushing the envelope in terms of the functions that we can do. And as you mentioned, you're doing a lot on your pieces of equipment and you're experimenting with a lot of different things and getting access to different IP that's coming out there. So you're able to converge all those together and make some new things. So I just want to talk about what new functions you're able to, what envelopes you're pushing on the function yeah, side. So, so, so let me tell you some of the capabilities that we have. You could probably go on and on and on about capabilities that take on hires as well, but, so laminating is 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 one of our core capabilities, always has been. So we're able to take similar and dissimilar films, combine them together to make one film. So I, I, uh, I'll give you an example. We, uh, we make a, a 40 mil step tread for a, uh, an automotive company. And we couldn't buy at the time a 40 mil film. So we laminate a series of eight, eight, four mil films together or eight mil films together to build up a bundle of 40 mils so that we can emboss it and create create the, uh, the finished product that's needed. So again, we can, we can create similar and dissimilar films for function. So we could take a metalized film, PET, and laminate it to a vinyl. We could take... Uh, uh, a high temperature film and laminate it to a inexpensive carrier to give you a nice buildup of a high temperature film. Those are just some examples of, of our laminating capabilities. Certainly, you know, FlexCon has been around 65 plus years. Coating is our forte. I, I always tell people we can coat any liquid. So we've, coat, we've coated paint. We, we coat miracle Grow. We coat Murphy's Oil Soap. We coat anything with a liquid on any type of substrate. And our, our capabilities are pretty unique um, now that we've pushed the envelope, especially with some aerospace applications. We're able to make a tenth of a mil product that's almost like a ribbon. So we usually cast that onto a, a, a thicker film so it can be worked with. But a good example of that is some of these high-altitude devices you see or thin gauge films that flexcon made that that have been metalized so that's a capability as well and then i'll just mention one more is and it's my passion it's the uh, it's it's uh, uh micro 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 texturing 
And so Flexcon has been interested in the science of biomimicry for years. And so we we're able to 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 micro image really small images down to 100 nanometers in size. And so we actually just got a new machine that gave us a new capability with a new technology to to create these functional microstructures. So we're finding that technology and functional microstructures growing um, a lot. It, I, I, we're the only ones making microfluidics in plastic, roll to roll. Today it's done etched glass with lasers. So you can just from a manufacturing perspective, understand the value of the economy of scale and cost. Um, we've created the topography of a moth's eye that's currently in outer space on a satellite collecting sun at different angles to power a solar cell. So we're kind of excited about some of the micro, microstructure work that we're doing. So more to come on that. Yeah, no, I uh, obviously have heard a lot of, you know, the website does a good job. As I've said, we've had, we've spoken about a lot of these projects right. and where, I mean, can you, well, I, I want to, I don't want to speak too much about kind of where all these ideas are coming from, but obviously with all this new capability, the markets have to be, you know, pretty vast. I mean, can you, and I'm not sure if we've, I don't think we really covered this in detail, but what, what specific market verticals are you finding yourself in with all these new capabilities and bringing some of these new technologies into play? Yeah. So I think one of the biggest right now is medical. I think in, in our, in our, in our micro world, it's more in the medical microfluidics, um, you know, we're experimenting right now. First time it's ever been done. First time it's being announced on your podcast, but we're able to make functional micro needles. So micro needles in the, the medical community is huge because now you can deposit chemistries under the skin without actually using a real needle. So we're able to do that roll to roll. And again, I, I can't say enough about the value of roll to roll processing. I mean, that just brings the, the, the economics of a new technology um, into more commercial feasibility than, than, than any other piece of equipment out there today. Let's talk about, first of all, I didn't even know that. So we're going to have to talk more about that offline. But let's talk about the, the product teams. You know, this podcast is really trying to aim at the product teams, the engineers, the product manager, the, the buyer who's looking to commercialize a product. And I don't care whether that's a startup or an existing business yeah. that's looking to spin up a product line extension or enhance a product or enter a new market or whatever. So I guess if you're a product team, how would you best identify you know, product requirements when engaging in contract coding or contract manufacturing? I think maybe in that answer, it might be good for you to I guess, educate some folks on, you know, when you talk about toll coding versus contract manufacturing and I guess the two different ways that a, a product team could engage a company like Flexcon to, you know, get, get some product back that's going to help their product. Uh, that's a good, that's a good question. And, and there's all sorts of different definitions. We, we define um, toll coding as so, somebody actually more like renting our machine. So we have customers that will bring in their own liquid chemistries, their own composite material, and we're just like a per hour rate on running our machines. Custom coding is, is taking a part of their components, but they maybe need to rely on 
some raw material from our end. So somebody might bring in a composite material, but they like the performance of one of our adhesives. So we'll coat it with one of our adhesives, similar to you. You know what I mean? They might bring in a substrate that they want printed, but you would supply the inks because you know you have inks that will stick to those substrates. So that's how we differentiate the two. But you ask a good question. When we consider a toe coating or custom coating job, the first thing we look at is our capability. Because we we do not want, we, we want to move as fast as we can through the process. So we'll take a look first at seeing if we even come close to, the, to, the, to having the capability. Then I think the second thing, the, the most important thing is understanding their requirements and not just their requirements, but the function they're trying to get out of the product. Because we've had many technology companies, especially in the microstructure arena, where they want their microstructure to be pointed because it's going to serve a certain function. Well, in the manufacturing process, maybe it comes out not as pointed, but it still serves the function. So understanding that upfront is probably the most critical um, because what you don't want to do is, is, is be working on a project that's not going to go anywhere. Even though you might be getting funding, but it, it doesn't do any good for you and it certainly doesn't do any good for the client. And then I guess the third part of that is certainly the employee safety. So if we're bringing in especially a liquid or an unknown composite material, we, we have a, a pretty robust safety and environmental uh, group at Flexcon. We have some protocols where those type of things have to pass through our stage gate before we even take a look at putting them in, you know, even on site. So we've had customers send in material that unfortunately we had to put on hold until safety and environmental gave us the approval to bring it in. So those are kind of important elements in even considering a toll coding or contract coding piece of business. Well, it's a good point you make too on the toll coding because the brand owner might not realize that if they're, you know, inventing some chemistry that's going to perform in certain ways, it's their responsibility to get that safety data sheet Absolutely. in order and yep. sent in advance. I mean, we can't receive chemicals <laughs> that we don't know what's in them, right? Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, it's it that that's kind of definitely a toll gate that you have to go through. And any good safety program would have a process control in place to not allow that chemistry in the factory. But sometimes it's tough, right? You're early stage development, you're changing a lot of things, but at yeah. some point you got to draw a line in the sand, get that SDS um created and get that in and then get absolutely. going. So yep, absolutely. It's nice to have the little safety tip out there. I think a lot of people don't realize that. We've we've ran into that a couple of times where, oh, I'm just going to send that over. It's like, hold up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Where's the SDS? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I guess you're you're well trained. That's good. Your safety team would be proud. Along the lines of, you know, when someone wants to do con if someone wants to do contract manufacturing in this situation where, you know, they're not supplying a product to you. And so there's still some unknowns in terms of what other materials in the construction they might need. You know, Flexcon has a big portfolio, adhesives, films, coatings, whatnot. So what are some of the considerations that someone should have in just selecting those other types of materials? And I know for some people, we haven't really gone back to the whole films 101 or adhesives 101. And I don't want to go all the way back there, but I think it would be good on the film side, particularly to talk about where, what are the characteristics of different types of high-level films and what are some of the considerations when selecting a film? And I'm talking mostly like from polyester to vinyl to polypropylene, polyethylene, whatever, and just high-level considerations of those films and maybe 
um, where they would play into a consideration? Yep. So I, I will give you my take on it. And, and it's, it's a rookie speaking now. We actually have a Flexcon of Films lab and an adhesive lab with with much more educated professionals that could talk to this subject matter better than I can. But I will tell you when we get applications and, and so, so Flexcon has probably every type of plastic you would, would need for, a, for an application. So we're a plastic roll-of-roll manufacturer. You know, we have competitors that do plastic and paper. We primarily, well, I would say 99% is plastic. Now we'll do other roll-to-roll films as well, or composites, like we'll coat foils, we'll coat foams. So we do have all those in our portfolio as well, but the majority of them are plastics. So choosing the right plastic is, is an interesting uh, point. So what, most of the technology people we're dealing with are concerned about things like heat stability or they're concerned about shrinkage of the film or they're concerned about um, outdoor weatherability or they're, they're, they're looking for chemical resistance. So anything to do with the film's function is usually um, the questions we get on, say, a particular application. Um, from an adhesive side, um, it ranges all the way from, you know, uh, super removable to uh, it's going to grip like grim depth. And so Flexcon probably has about 360 adhesives in their portfolio that run that whole range. Some of the unique adhesives we have, though, actually, um, again, they're functional adhesives, uh, flame retardant adhesives, adhesives that dampen certain noise and vibration at certain frequencies and certain temperatures. So we have those in our portfolio. So there's a, those are just a couple of examples of some type of questions we get from technology companies where, to your point, we can help them decide what's the right film, what's the right adhesive to, to, to help them in that particular application. Yeah, which is, I guess, the more standard products that you might need to deliver the rest of the solution. You know, there might be, and I guess back to innovation, like we've been talking a lot of new innovative things. You still need to, I guess, you know, attach or bond or right. put it into the into the end use application. And sometimes right. that that particular innovation is just a piece of the story. So right. um, last question, and we'll kind of wrap up. But can you share some models used by Flexcon that have been successful? We've been talking about innovation whether it's a startup or an existing company looking to create a new uh, functional material, whether it's, as we talked about, a toll manufacturing relationship where it's some customer supplied innovation that's more renting the machine or Flexcon's playing a larger role in, in that. Um, but what can you speak to anything, I guess, without going into detail of specific success stories, but from a model's perspective? How, yeah, so, how so yep, that's a good point. So we use, we use a, you know, I just updated it again today. We probably have about 20 different models that we we use in this technology and business discovery group. Anywhere from from networking with tech startup companies to to um, to to work we're doing through the national labs. We have a couple of programs going on with the national labs. Certainly, the university community is a great community to uh, to, to to tap into. Um, incubators. So we have a number of incubators here in Massachusetts. I know you have some incubators in New York. Tapping into the entrepreneurs and in those incubators are, are, are a great um, 
a great opportunity. Uh, we do we do a lot of prototype work. So, you know, if somebody comes to us with a new technology, uh, they're not quite ready to bring it to commercial success yet. We'll do some we'll do some prototyping for them. So we do a lot of prototype work. Us uh, we're grants where we're involved in grants. We just received a couple of federal grants recently in this division. Um, and that's great networking because you get to understand, you know, some of the players that are involved in federal grants and, and who they're involved in. So those are just some of the many different models. Not one model fits all. You know that as well. Um, I, I guess the other thing, the, the other model is is not only the right to manufacture, but the right to sell. So a lot of these technology companies have excellent technologies. I congratulate them every time I meet them, but they don't necessarily know not just how to make it, but how to bring it to market. And I think with the resources that manufacturers have, that's a great resource for them to to use. So I'll give you an example. There's a company we we uh, have a great relationship, a technology company called Nexol. And so Nexol is heavy into aerospace type applications. So we actually make a product for them today that that they they sell into the aerospace community. But it has certain unique features that would be interesting to Flexcon customers. So for instance, they have a chemistry that has great UV durability up to 20 years outdoors. It's space qualified. They think you need that in space, great UV protection. Okay? So they allow us to offer that product to our customer base as maybe the best over-laminating film you ever wanted to buy. And, and as long as we don't interrupt them in their space that they're going into in aerospace, that's a win-win. Because it's a new technology we can put in our portfolio, and it gives them a revenue stream that they wouldn't have ordinarily had. So, again, it's a great win-win for technology companies, especially to let manufacturers like you and me bring their technology to, uh, to market. Yeah, and it also kind of shows some of the excitement that you get being part of a contract manufacturing organization because you're not kind of dedicated to one particular vertical. So you can take that technology and then slice it up by field of use. And hey, right. why, why should the fun, why should the party stop, you know, in space, Absolutely. right? I mean, yeah. this thing can be used in other places, you know, so right. you kind of shoot that out there and and see if people, see if something sticks, right? So, right. And no, it's I, a value because a lot of customers are looking for new technologies that will do something. So yeah, it, it, it's great. Yeah. yeah, I feel like now more than ever, people are looking to converge, converge technologies to, you know, there's a lot, just a lot of good ideation workshops. And as you mentioned, incubators, people doing some pretty interesting things and testing assumptions. And so why not just put, put all those technologies, you know, on the table right. and, and see what works, right? right. Yep. Yep. You know, it's, it's amazing how, how fast time flies. Cause I feel like we like flew through this. I, I, I felt like we only talked for 10 minutes, but uh, that's it. You know we're, what I mean? We're I, definitely going to get on a call after this and uh, talk some more in a couple of weeks. No, for sure. And, um, no, there's a lot more to talk about. So, yeah. you know, thanks for, thanks for coming on the podcast. I think I'm hoping that people obviously are going to get a lot out of just completely di different perspectives on some of the functional stuff that's going on with you. And plus just some of the concepts that you brought in. I think, you know, some people are thinking that way. Others might not even know what resources are available or that manufacturers are even looking to play that role. So, yeah. So all good stuff. Really appreciate your comments. And uh, thanks for joining me on the podcast. Thank you. Appreciate the invitation.
Thanks. Thanks.